Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we, we come before you and we thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. Lord, I thank you for every person that made the effort to come out tonight. I pray in your name, Jesus, that you would touch and transform the lives of those that are still lost and hurting and not sure where to go. But I pray by the power of your spirit that you would save the souls of the lost. I thank you, Lord God, for the gospel. I thank you for good news. I thank you for the power of the cross. I thank you, Jesus, for dying for our sins. I thank you, Jesus, for the life that you offer us by the power of your blood that was poured out on that cross. I give you all the glory and the honor. In your name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Praise God. I just want to take a few minutes and just open up the word with you. And if you have a Bible, I always encourage you, open up the word with me. If you don't, you can just listen. But I want to just leave you with scripture that gives us a wonderful picture of what love really looks like. And so I always like to encourage people, if, if you don't have a Bible, get a Bible. Because if you're ever going to know which way to go in life, you have to read the Bible. It, it is the guidebook to life. Amen. I can't live without this. I'm lost without God's word. And so I, I, I've learned to live life reading God's word each and every day. This is the spiritual nourishment to your soul. So if your soul feels empty tonight, I want you to, to, to open up God's word and read it. It's life to your soul, and it'll lead you and direct you. Amen? 2 Kings chapter 5. If you're looking for it, that's fine, but I'm going to read just for the sake of time, just in these few minutes. 2 Kings chapter 5. And it's about a story about a man named Naaman. And Naaman is a commander of the army, it says in verse 1, of the king of Syria. He was a great man with his master and high favor because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. And I love this right here in the beginning because it makes it very clear that he had achieved a lot. He was successful. He was brave. He was a mighty warrior. He had a high position, but he was a leper. And in this, in this particular period of time, leprosy was considered incurable. Um, and it also represented sin. It represented darkness. It represented evil. It represented that which held men and women in bondage. And so the Bible says that although he had all this success and, and though he had achieved a lot and though he was uh, in a wonderful position before the king, he was still a leper. And I want you to know tonight that there's no amount of achievement or success that can cover up your sin. There is nothing that you can do in your own strength to heal yourself from sin. There's nothing that you can do in education or in career or nothing that you can do in regards to, to, to reaching where you want to reach in your finances that can cover your sin. Only God can save you from sin. Only God can save you from darkness. Only God can set you free from the enemy. It's only 
in the power of Jesus Christ that you can have life and life more abundantly. The abundant life is not found simply in your money or relationships or job or career or house. The abundance in life is found only in Jesus Christ. If you want to live a full life, then it has to be a life fully surrendered to Jesus. And so here's a man, Naaman, who has a lot of good things going on for him. A lot of success, but he's still a leper. Now the Syrians on one of their raids had carried off a little girl from the land of Israel, and she worked in the service of Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, would that my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. And I love this moment in scripture because this is a little servant girl who's been taken away from her homeland. She's been held captive. It's a situation where she's been stripped away from family and home. She's exiled, but yet she takes it upon herself to be a witness of a great God. Her circumstances were really messed up. It was really a place in life where she was uncomfortable, probably in the natural, very confused and overwhelmed by being in this new place. But yet, despite her being uncomfortable, despite her circumstances, she decides to be a witness of a great God. And I love it because she goes up to Naaman's wife and says, I know somebody who knows somebody who can handle your leprosy. And this is a great moment of faith that we find with a little servant girl who bears witness of the power of Jesus Christ to heal. And, and it goes on to say in verse 4, So Naaman went in and told his Lord, Thus and so spoke the girl from the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Well, go now. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he went taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 changes of clothing. Basically, he took a lot of clothes and a lot of money because some people can still seem today to think that they can buy their freedom or buy their salvation. There's a lot of people that still feel like they have to earn the good life. They have to earn the abundant life. I have to prove to myself that what I have, this worth of mine, is, is going to measure up to finally feeling complete or, or whole or a sense of just being somebody important and special. You can't buy your salvation in Christ Jesus. Salvation is free. It's the gift of God given to us through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who went to the cross while we were yet sinners and died for you and I. Salvation is a free gift if you would just believe in faith. Salvation is a free gift if you would just say yes to Jesus Christ and believe that he went to a cross 2,000 years ago and died for you. You can't buy salvation. You can't buy the good life. You can't buy wholeness that is needed for your soul. You know, there's a lot of people that live very successful lives, but yet they are very empty. There are a lot of people that have a lot of money, have a great education, great career, wife or husband or children, even grandchildren, great apartment right here in midtown Manhattan, but they are empty without Jesus Christ. And so he goes on with all of his clothes and all of his money and 
when this letter reaches you, the king says, know that I have sent to you Naaman, my servant, and you may cure him of his leprosy. The king like, has a sense that there's some type of power, but he doesn't understand how his power works. And so in verse 7, it says, and when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, am I God to kill and to make a lie that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Only consider and see how he is seeking a quarrel with me. And so the king of Israel is confused by it all because he's so worried about his own position and his own power and his own status that he doesn't realize that maybe, maybe this is all about God and not you, buddy. Maybe, maybe this is way above you. But here the king of Israel is so concerned about his own status in life. He's so concerned about how other people think about him that he doesn't realize that what is being asked requires a supernatural encounter with God. And so he tears his clothes and he's all worked up. And he thinks that the king of Syria is trying to start a fight with him. And he thinks that it's about to be a war, about to be a battle, about to be a fight. He's like, I can't believe this, this king would send me a letter thinking that we have the resources to save this guy from his leprosy. And how could this be? And he makes such a fuss that word gets around town. And in verse 8, when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Let Naaman come now to me that he may know that there is a prophet in Israel. And Elisha is basically saying, let, let Naaman come to me so that he may know that there is only one true living God. Let Naaman come so that he might know that our God heals. Let Naaman come. Stop getting all worked up. Because God wants to do something supernatural. God wants to change lives. God has all power and authority to touch a life and to bring wholeness and healing. Right now, even tonight, in the name of Jesus. Let Naaman come. Let the lepers come. Let the broken come. Let the hurting come. Let the weak and the lost come. Because God wants to heal. God wants to change lives. God wants to do something supernatural in your life. God wants to do something that you can't do in your own strength, that you can't buy. Not enough clothes and money can cover up the sin that leaves us empty, sick, lost, and broken. If the money and the success and the clothes were good enough for Naaman, he would not have gone searching for some type of healing that he needed. This is not the time to live your life trying to cover up your mess, to cover up that sense of feeling lost, to cover up that sense of feeling like you're inadequate or you don't belong. You know, I, I was talking to my girls a little earlier as I was just kind of looking at this scripture and I was, I was just thinking about just some of the things that kind of illustrate this effort sometimes to cover up our mess, to cover up sin, to think that if, if, I, if I'm successful enough, if I'm educated enough, if, 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 I, if I got enough money in my bank account, if I, if I get the right wife or if I get the right husband, if I have the right pretty little kids, I, I'll finally be happy. And, 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 and we go after all of these things that tend to mask the sin that is destroying us. 
and, and I was thinking about, I was thinking about how women put on makeup these days. Okay, all right. And I'm, hold on, before before I carry on, I, I, I'm I'm not condemning anybody for their makeup. Just, uh, ladies, you all look pretty today. Praise God. Amen. You just. But there, there's, there's a generation coming up right now that wears a lot of makeup. And, um, and I, asked, I asked my oldest daughter, what, what's the word that, you, that, that girls use like when, they, when they're doing their, their makeup? And, and my daughter said, they beat their face. Like, your face look beat. I said, excuse me, what? What? And it, like, you got to beat your face. Like, you, you got to put it on. Like, I said, what do you mean you got to put it on? Like, like layers, layers. And I was like, what is, what is all of that? And I just stopped in that moment. I was like, first of all, I want my two girls to know you are beautiful without makeup. But I, I, I began to think of just about how we even in just life, like, like, like the makeup, like how we'll, we'll, we'll put on all of this makeup to cover up, which is almost like another face. I, 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 took, I took a bus. Listen, listen to me. This is, this is where I took a bus from Orange County, New York one day. I was coming into the church and I, and I decided to bus in, and, 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 which is about a two-hour bus drive if, uh, when it's local. If it's express, I can get here in an hour 20. But if I miss express, it's like a two-hour bus ride with traffic. And I remember when I got on my bus, about a, just one row in front of me, a young lady got on the bus. I, saw, I had taken my seat and she got on. You know, she looked a particular way. I said, well, just, just look, probably looked like a, a college student. And immediately when she sat down, she just pulled out her makeup. But it wasn't just one little bag. It was like two. You know how you can kind of see in between the seats? You know, I just see one and two. It was like a third bag. And, and so she opened up her little bag and then just a mirror. And, you know, when the mirror came out, I said, oh, man, I didn't want her to see me. <laughs> but for the next two hours, two hours, for the next two hours, I did my best to avoid looking in that mirror. And she literally took two hours to put on another face. I'm sorry, Zana, to beat her face. And sure enough, when I saw her get off that bus, it was a whole nother person. I'm not even, I'm, I'm not kidding with you. I was like, that ain't the same girl that got on the bus. I felt like I wanted to just tell everybody, that's a different person. But then I began to, I began to think about that. I began to wonder whether maybe she's not confident with the girl that got on the bus two hours before the girl that got into Port Authority. I began to wonder if she is dependent on the, the identity that takes two hours to create. I began to wonder if anyone has told her that just you, who you are before the makeup, is beautiful. And I began to think about the many layers that we put on because of our lack of identity 
in Christ Jesus. The many layers that we will put on not just two hours, but two days, not just two days, but 20 days, not just 20 days, but two years, not just two years, but maybe some of us have spent years trying to pile on the layers to beat our face into an identity that we hope well, people will appreciate rather than knowing that you were created in the image of God and you can come to him tonight just as you are. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house. <laughs> and Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. I love this. Here's Naaman, a general in the army, the right hand of the king of Syria. And he comes to Elisha's door. He's got his best armor on. He's layered. You can't even see the leprosy. He has his own perspective on how he's going to be saved by God. He has already assumed that if there's going to be salvation for me, it's going to look a certain way. If God's going to come through for me, it's going to be grand. If God's going to come through for me, it is going to be quite the spectacle where everyone will talk about how amazing the moment was. Where God is calling you and I to come in our brokenness. Where God is inviting you and I to come completely exposed, confessing our sin, asking Jesus for forgiveness, and knowing that he loves you and welcomes you with open arms. But you can't approach God in your own pride. You see, Naaman showed up and feeling really good about this moment. He'd already just assumed he had his own human perspective on how God's going to respond to his need. And so he's got his men. And the Bible said that there were horses and chariots. I mean, come on. He just knocks on the door. Horses and chariots there, black stallions, white stallions, brown stallions, all of his men and servants and everyone's standing around. And all of a sudden, a little servant girl opens the door. Hey, um, Elisha said that you need to go to the Jordan River. And uh, you need to uh, dip into the Jordan River seven times. And uh, your, your flesh will be restored and you'll be made clean. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and the Bible says, the Bible says that, that Naaman was angry and he went away saying, Behold, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand. And I thought that he would call upon the name of the Lord, his God. And I thought that he would wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. I thought, I thought it would be like this. I thought if, if I give my life to God, it would go this way. I, I thought back five years ago that if I would trust God, that he would open up this door. I thought all of these things, but I want you to know tonight, Isaiah 55, eight through nine says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. My ways, declares the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is not about you. It is a supernatural encounter with God where you have to humble yourself and you have to repent, meaning turn away from sin, receive Jesus and watch the power of God show up in your life. No, it doesn't go the way you want it. It goes God's way. 
But God's way is always a way of grace and love for you and I, not condemning. And you can't approach God in your own pride. Don't bypass God's blessing just because it doesn't make sense to you. You approach God in faith. And so, thank God for a few servants that spoke up as he stormed away in rage. His servants came near and they said, uh, my father, it is a great word. The prophet has spoken to you. Will you not do it? Has he actually said to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Then, then Naaman returned to the man of God. He and all his company come back around and he came and he stood before me. He said, behold, I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. So accept now a present from your servant. He still doesn't fully get it. So he's still trying to offer some gifts for the, for the miracle. But, but Elisha says, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged them to take it. But Elisha refused. Elisha refused to take any gifts because all glory goes to God. When God saves, when God does a miracle, when God heals, all glory goes to him. And you and I cannot touch the glory. This is why you heard three testimonies of three individuals that said, here was my life in darkness. Here's when Jesus showed up in my life. And then they all concluded and said, to God be the glory. He saves. He can save you. My life on this stage is only because Jesus showed his grace and his mercy. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Jesus Christ who went to the cross and died for our sins. You know, Naaman was upset. He, he recommended two other rivers. Two other rivers. He's like, what? You, you, want, you want me to go to the Jordan in Israel? I know two other rivers that are like nice. They're like real clean. The water's pure. Because if you do your study, these two rivers were known to be very pure, very clean waters. But God made sure that Naaman's healing would happen only by the power of God's hand. So that no one would ever be able to say, oh, it was those magical waters. You know, when Naaman walked away, he was upset because Elisha didn't come out and just wave his hand over him. Because there was an Eastern superstition that believed that if someone who was close to God they would be able to walk up if you had an ailment. They believed that you could walk up to them and just, mm, mm, mm. yes, yes, healed, healed, healed. And that'd be it. It was, a, it was a superstition. And so that's what he was expecting. That was his assumption. That was his expectation that, that Elisha's going to come out and just wave his hand. We all sometimes have that assumption that, okay, God, I'm just, do it now. Do it. Do it now. Do it right now. And, and, and 
a lot of times when we are going before God expecting that, that quick, sudden, now moment, it doesn't happen if there's no true relationship with Jesus Christ and a brokenness and a, and, a, and a life surrendered to God that says, I'm believing you in faith that you can do this now. But even if you don't do this now, your will be done in my life. And I know that's hard, but that makes all the difference between seeing God as sovereign and faithful and holy rather than just seeing God as a genie in the bottle that you can just rub on the side and say, I wish that everything would go away that's bad in my life. And that's not how God works. We're left with this in this message. Be washed clean or walk away. That was where Naaman came to it. At the point of anger, and the Bible says rage was in his heart. Be washed clean or walk away. And his servants came to him and said, come on, Naaman. As fact, they, did, they came to him in all reverence. They said, Father, which is equivalent to like, Sir, Master. It was a great word. That great word is Jesus. The servant said, It was a great word. That great word is the good news of Jesus. That great word is God's power to heal. That great word is Jesus went to the cross and died for your sins, and now you can be a new person in Christ Jesus. That great word is beyond your successes here on this earth. There is something supernatural that you can tap into and it's the power of the Holy Spirit and it will give you life and life more abundantly if you just believe in faith. That's the great word. The great word is not just a wave over your sickness. The great word is the hand of God was nailed to the cross. And his blood was poured out on that cross when his hands were nailed and his feet were nailed to the cross. And it's because of the power of the cross and the blood that was shed on that cross. It's his blood that sets you free. It's his blood that heals. It's his blood that washes and cleanses. It's his blood that makes you whole. It's the blood of Jesus that makes you a new person. It's the blood of Jesus that stirs in your heart, knowing that I've got his spirit within me and I'm healed and I'm made a new person. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus washes and cleanses. I want to invite you up to pray. I want to invite those who've made a decision tonight to believe in faith and to say yes to Jesus Christ. I want to pray for you tonight from the balcony to the main floor. Those of you who have received this word, you've heard the testimonies and tonight you're making a decision not to walk away in your own pride. Don't walk away in fear. Don't walk away tonight. Be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Be washed and made whole. Be healed. <laughs> Naaman went to the Jordan. He had to take off all of that armor. He had to stand there in front of his company, open, vulnerable. 
And the Bible says he dipped seven times. It represents the blood of Jesus washing over you and I tonight. The cleansing blood of Jesus. Lord God, tonight, wash over our hearts. God, tonight, wash over our bodies. Wash over our mind. God, tonight, wash over the souls of men and women that feel empty. God, wash over our fear. God, wash over our pride. Wash over sin that we might be made whole. This is my prayer. Would you, would you come forward right now? Just like Naaman, you step forward. You come just as you are. No more layers. No more cover-up. You don't have to be ashamed. You just come to the front. I want to pray with you. Come with your friend. Come with your loved one, your spouse. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be ashamed. But come forward from the balcony. We're going to worship. We're going to wait for you. But allow God and his mighty hand of grace to to peel back the layers. I'm not talking about makeup anymore. I'm talking about some of the emotional layers. Some of the layers that we've been living with for a long time, like pride and bitterness and anger and fear. God wants to peel back those layers because he loves you and he's calling you just as you are. And he's going to give you an identity. So let him wash and cleanse you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The blood will never lose its power. So I want to pray with you. Would you pray pray this prayer with me in faith? If you repeat these words after me. And look up at me real quick before we pray. I want you to pray this prayer in faith. It's, it's, it's more than just the words. It's your heart, too, that's saying yes to God. It's, you've made a decision not to just walk away. You, you've made a decision to say, you know what? I'm like Naaman right now. I'm just saying, God, I just need, I need a healing touch in my life. and I need a complete transformation. And, and God bless you for coming up here. So pray this prayer with me. Church, could you extend your hand as we pray? Pray this prayer. Heavenly Father. I thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for all of my sins. Forgive me. I choose you, Jesus. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. Jesus, make me a new person. Change my life. Wash over me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Today I follow you. I ask for your spirit to live inside of me and to lead me all the days of my life. In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen and amen.